Suddenly, there was a clamor in the entrance hall, along with the sounds of many tramping feet and of knives being quickly drawn. And then one voice in particular cut through the inn, the nasally harsh voice of a vengeful halfling out for blood. Scribe! Faskarath cried, whirling back to face his mysterious companion, though he was already too late. The scribe had vanished. Faskarath! the halfling cried in a bloodthirsty scream. I'll have your head, you cheating gnome! Quick as he could, the gnome stuffed the map and box into the satchel and dashed towards the back exit. Luckily, the scribe loved to sit near the back, and from the sounds of things, he hadn't yet been spotted, although no doubt the innkeeper had already ratted him out. The master doesn't want to gather any supplies for the journey, Devlin whispered in his head. Supplies? Are you out of your mind? he shouted. We'll get to keep our heads if we're lucky. The back door wasn't bolted, a stroke of luck. Baskarath crossed his arms and bowed his head as he ran out the door. If the knight ever did bother to lend him a hand, he wanted to make sure he had good credit in the piety department. The inn was situated against a hill, behind which stretched the first few trees of the long wood. No doubt the thieves would search there for him, but even if the woods weren't really all that thick, it wouldn't be easy going, certainly not in the night time. He could probably hide out pretty easily until morning. And then there was a whole host of new problems to look forward to, because if the thieves didn't flay him alive, he could starve or fall into a gulch and break his little gnome neck or drown in a swamp or... The master is absolutely, positively sure he doesn't want to gather any supplies for the journey. That stupid imp, Mascarath, harried as he was, mentally reminded himself to give the creature a good thrashing when they were safe in the woods, visible or not. Have I not already told you? Mascarath hissed. So focused was he on abusing the invisible imp, Mascarath lost focus and in another two steps he'd have been directly under the powerful hooves of one of the enormous northern ponies this region was famous for, three of which were tied to the post next to the inn. He gave a little squeal and leapt back. "'Why didn't you warn me?' he cried. "'But I already asked the master if he was absolutely positively sure he didn't want to gather any supplies.' Only then did Vaskarath notice the saddlebags. No doubt the horses belonged to the thieves. Vaskarath couldn't recall having seen them when he got to the public house, and they must have anticipated a long journey, as the bags were brimming with fruit, loaves of bread, and dried meat. Quick, he said, give me a boost. Vaskarath slung the satchel around his shoulder and gripped the saddle straps and tried to mount the nearest giant horse. The distance was too great, and he fell on the ground. I said give me a boost. With respect to the master, said the imp, one mount won't solve our problem. One mount? What did this imp mean? Vaskarath thought. Suddenly, an idea hit him. He gave up trying to mount and approached the other two mounts, his hands rubbing furiously. From around the corner came the sound of voices, the halfling squeak dominating over all. Vaskarath had never attempted to use his fire spell on anything more than his pipe or to cook a few rabbits. Now, if he wanted to keep his body in one piece, he'd need to do more than he'd ever done in the past, and he had only one shot at it.